afternoon, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the Drive Time podcast. I want you to think about everybody in your life that you can't control. I mean, this could be so many people on your list, whether it's a kid you can't control, whether it's a neighbor you can't control, whether it's a spouse you can't control, whether it's your boss or your coworker that you can't control. It might be that your kid doesn't obey you as much as you'd like. It could be that your neighbor's too loud or they're too obnoxious or they won't move their car. It could be that your husband, you, you believe they play too many video games. It's like you believe your wife is on her phone too much. You believe that your mom or dad nags you too much. You believe that your aunt or uncle are too nosy. You see, the, the list goes on and on. So, so that's why this is universal. Regardless of your faith, regardless of your background, your, your socioeconomic status, your positions, there are people in your life that you so want to control. And that's evident in the fact that you say, well, gosh, if they didn't do this, if they just stopped doing this, then I'll be happy. And so it's a desire to control. In fact, I, there there's so many men that have come up to me and said, man, my wife is trying to control me. And my, my response, my best response to that is, so would you like to control her? Would you like to control the amount of control she tries to control you with? Something like that. It didn't come out well. Would you like to control how much she tries to control you? That's what I was trying to say. And for some guys, they'd be, they're shocked at that. They go, uh, well, well, come on, you get it. She's trying to control me. Okay, so here's my question. Do you want to control how much she controls you? And so that's just to reveal that it's, it's mutual. It's trying to control. And I think of about control like the, the, the idol of control is like a root in the ground. And if I touch this root, if I feed it, or if I water it, then it just it manifests into all sorts of anger and frustration and, and pity party and, and bad mood. Or I can just leave it alone and dig that thing up, expose it, i.e. confession, saying like, I really want to control this person because they talk to me like this and gosh, if I could really just, if they could just stop doing that, that is to feed the the root of control and then it manifests into frustration. I just thought about this on my, on, on my drive in my car, well, on, on my walk to my car, that whenever I feel the urge to try to control somebody, i.e. bow down to the God of control, that I should thank God that I'm not in control. First confess, Lord, I want to control this person and then go right into Thanksgiving. Thank you for your forgiveness because that desire to control and me being consumed with it is sinful, evil and offensive in your sight. Thank you for your forgiveness. And then I go right into thank you, God, that I I can't control anybody. Not only can I not control everybody around me, but um, thank you that I don't have to control everybody around me. Thank you that you control history, you control circumstances, you allow things to happen to me that's good for me, that's good for my sanctification, whether or not they, they benefit my bank account or my, my vats and my barns. 
God, you're in control. I'm not. You are. Awesome. And then I just added this last part uh, about, you know, 10 minutes ago. Thank you, Lord. Today is a good day to die to myself. Thank you. I I choose to remember that I'm dead to my old ways. I'm alive in Christ. I've been crucified in Christ. I no longer have an opinion or a right. But thank you that I'm raised to the newness of life. And now the way I live can be the way Jesus lived because his thoughts are now my thoughts. He's ripped out my heart of stone and replaced it with a heart of flesh. And Thank you, Jesus. There's so much freedom in that. There's so much freedom in relinquishing, trying to control other people. Because first of all, it's foolish. It's foolish to do so. Secondly, uh, it allows me to get in touch with reality. And that's the truth that only God controls. And he never even overrides people's volition. He's so loving. He just, he lets them believe what they want to believe. He lets them choose sin. It's all out of love. And it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not a forceful backhand. It's not a jarring jolt that that brings us to repentance. It's his kindness. And if if I'm going to get on that program, it's my kindness should lead to the repentance that other people um, would walk into. It's my kindness that'll lead my kids to repentance. It's my kindness because it's not even my kindness. It's God's kindness. I just want to be a conduit and a reflection of his tenderness and his grace and his mercy and his peace. So I, I love talking about this because it it's it applies to everybody. I don't care who's listening to this. If you worship control, stop it. It's not good for you. It's not good for you to touch that root of control. It's not good for you to bow down to that idol of control. It is so good for you to relinquish what you believe is a right to control others. It's so healthy for all employees to not wish that God would change their boss and to to pray a sort of selfish prayer where you're like, Lord, change him. But the opposite would be, Lord, change me. Bless him. Bless her. Change me. Bless my boss. Change my heart. Let your light shine through me so that they they might see my works and praise you in heaven. How about that? How about instead of praying, Lord, would you change my kid? Would you change their ways to, Lord, would my children experience you today through me? Lord, would you bless my children through me today? Lord, may the words of my mouth reflect the graciousness and the tenderness of God to my children. I mean, what if, what if your neighbors, what if you looked at, at them through the lens of that they're created in the image of God for the mission of God? And so now they don't annoy me. My neighbors don't annoy me because I see them as someone that is created in the image of God, that God so wants to reach, and he wants to speak to them and demonstrate his love to them through me. I could go on for days about this, and I... I need the constant reminder. So I was struggling in this area 
And then I went ahead and just went into thanksgiving to God. Thank you, God. Thank you that I'm constantly reminded that I don't control anything. Thank you for that. You know what, God? I need this kind of reminder. I need a constant reminder that I'm not God and the people that I want to control, right, should should be left alone. And I just started thanking him. Lord, today's a good day to die to myself. Yes. Lord, today I choose not to try to control people or pray for them to change. And on and on and on and on. So let me close this out by saying if you're frustrated today, if you are mad and you're angry at people and people are doing things that that you don't want them to do, one, make a confession. Lord, I want to control this person. Two, thank God for his forgiveness. Three, thank God that you're not in control and that you don't need to be in control. Thank him that he is reminding you so graciously that you're not God and he is God and you're not in control and he's in control. And then close it out with, Lord, bless them, change me. Lord, demonstrate your love to them through me. Lord, how do you want to love them through me? Lord, if I have to redefine this relationship, what does it look like? In either case, bless them, change me. Amen. All right, Fabcasters, 10-minute spiel on perspective and the God of control. Love you, Fabcasters. Peace out.